Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 14. Growing Numbers. Katie walked towards her jeep, feeling drained of all energy. She opened her car door. She saw two shadows detach themselves from the closest building and jog towards her. The size of the figures meant only one thing. The two pure hearts she was responsible for still wanted something from her. She sighed patiently waiting for them to come to her. Katie, we were wondering if we could have a word. Katie recognized Cluxy's voice, confirming her suspicions. What is it, Cluxy? Zack and Cluxy exchanged a quick glance. We were wondering if we could sleep wherever you're sleeping. I'm not sure what you're asking. We can't sleep here. Cluxy said in a whisper. What? She must have been really tired because these two are not making any sense. They have been sleeping here for the last four nights. They're different than us, Zack said in a tense whisper. We'll not be able to sleep. Katie sighed and closed her car door. She could not believe she was going to have the same conversation Again, look, they're not going to hurt you. If they wanted to hurt you, they would have done it the first day you arrived. Listen, Katie. Please, just listen. Cluxy whispered quietly. We understand that Zack and I can learn a lot from the Seekers. At night, we need to be able to relax. And sleep without feeling uneasy. Zack nodded, agreeing with Cluxy. We need to rest without the creeps. Not creeps as a noun, he hurried to clarify, as in the creepy feeling we have when we are around them. Katie looked from Zack to Cluxy. My sleeping arrangements aren't the best, guys. I'm living in a 150-year-old house that doesn't exactly have indoor plumbing. We don't care, Cluxy interrupted. We'll sleep anywhere, just not here. Katie shrugged her shoulders. Get in. They gave each other grins before running back for their bags. She waited patiently until they came back, still waiting. She wondered what was taking them so long to get in the car, rolling down the window. She realized they were arguing who was going to sit shotgun. It looked like they were going to start throwing punches again. Reaching over, Katie turned on the ignition and pulled away from the two individuals. When she got to the end of the parking lot, she stopped. She looked in her rearview mirror and saw the two pure hearts staring at her car. Reaching out with her mind, she said to each one of them privately, I will not tolerate any fighting in my presence or in my home. If you continue to fight, 
You can stay here with the Seekers. If you want to come, then get in the car now. Zack and Cluxy looked at each other, then took off running towards her car. Getting in, they gave her a relieved smile. Katie was thankful. They decided to keep quiet all the way home. Cluxy gave an appreciated whistle when she pulled into the plantation home. Katie smiled. I wouldn't get your hopes up yet. You haven't seen the living conditions. She waited for a moment before she turned off the ignition. I think I need to warn you about the guy my mom hired. You have a servant? Cluxy jumped in excitement. Is he a butler? Hey, I don't need a butler or servant taking care of me, Zack interjected. I don't like other people touching my stuff. My mama would throw a fit if I expected someone else to pick up after myself. Katie shook her head. It's not like that. Well, maybe it's exactly like that. But I feel like I need to warn you. She really didn't know how to explain Reginald Cumberland. Look, the guy is a high-class snob. The best thing for you to do is just ignore him. She got out of the car and walked up the steps. The railing still entangled with growth. She opened the door and walked into the large foyer. A thin layer of dust covered everything. Evidence the workman Reginald had hired had been busy. I was not told to prepare for guests. Katie sighed and turned towards the tall man she knew would be standing there. Hello, Reginald. These are two friends of mine. They will be staying here for a while. Reginald pointed his long nose towards the two pure hearts. I was not told to expect friends. The words dripped with sarcasm. I'm sure you'll adapt, Katie said, intending on walking past him. Reginald moved quickly, blocking her path. How long will your friends be staying? Katie looked back at the two pure hearts. They were both staring at the butler like he was from outer space. I'm not sure. We'll just play it by ear. Reginald turned towards Zack and Cluxy. I do not pick up after children. I do not like tripping over any items that do not belong in their rightful place. Do I make myself clear? You don't have to worry about us. We won't bother you at all. You won't even know we're here, Zack said in a friendly voice. I doubt that. Your mere presence bothers me. Zack stared at the man in surprise. He stretched out his hand, holding his bag, and dropped it on the ground. His eyes going wild, he stared down the butler. I expect you to put my things in my room, and make sure you fold my underwear. He brushed his shoulder hard against the butler's, knocking the man with such force he took a step backward. Following Zack's example, Cluxy dropped his bag. I like everything folded military style. He brushed past Reginald so hard on his other shoulder, the man staggered. Katie shook her head at the two pure hearts. 
Here I was kissing his butt, trying to get on his better side. She said with her thoughts, Some people, no matter what you do, will always see you as one way. Someone who is always less than them, Zack said, loud enough for the butler to hear. Katie took a considerable amount of time explaining to her mom why these two pure hearts could not join the others in their old home. Katie was able to dig out enough blankets and pillows out of boxes to allow them to be relatively comfortable. Exhausted, Katie lay down on her pillow and closed her eyes. Hello? Is anyone out there? Can anyone hear me? Not opening her eyes. I hear you, Katie said softly with her thoughts. Oh, that's good. That, that's good. Are you the one that was yelling earlier? Katie sighed. She thought about earlier in the day when she laid into the pure hearts. Yes, that would have been me. Me and my buddy decided to wait a little while, hoping whoever was so mad might calm down. Are you calm down? Yes, Katie's thoughts said tiredly. Ah, good. That's real good. Me and my buddy here are a little freaked out over the moment. I don't exactly know how to explain this, but we sort of turned into a were animal. Katie decided to finish for them. A were animal? Is that what we are? So we can turn back into human? Katie opened her eyes. Yes, she knitted her brows in concentration. It was almost two weeks since David had transformed without realizing it. The time for a new moon must have been today. A whole new batch of pure hearts must be changing. Ah, uh, that's good. The thoughts definitely sounded relieved. Who are you? I'm Katie, she answered automatically, then stopped. Did she have the right to bring any more pure hearts here? She's Katie Johnson, and she lives in Lexus, Tennessee. Another voice broke through. We're all here, Lexus, Tennessee. Another voice piped up. We can help you. Another voice joined in. Those of you with cars, check for hitchhikers. There will be pure hearts all along the highways. It didn't take long when there were major discussions on how to get to Lexus and what was the best road to take. She could faintly hear Cluxy and Zack in the other room laughing. That's our Katie, Luxy gave a half-hearted yell. In Lexus, Tennessee. Come on down, Zack whooped. Here we go again. Just come on down to Lexus, Tennessee. Too exhausted to listen anymore. Katie closed her mind to the noise and fell asleep. Cluxy and I have been talking, and we were wondering if we could offer a few suggestions. Jackson's eyebrows rose as he studied Zack's face. Katie couldn't help the giggle over the surprised look on Jackson's features. They were both sitting in the mess hall having breakfast together. The room was surprisingly empty. What's the matter? Zack said. You don't think pure hearts have any good ideas? If at all possible, Jackson's eyebrows rose even higher. On the contrary, I believe pure hearts have the best ideas. 
I'm just a little surprised you and Cluxy are actually speaking and not trying to kill each other. Zack grunted before sitting down next to Katie, his eyes never leaving Jackson. Cluxy sat down opposite him on the same side as Jackson. Jackson gave Cluxy a quick nod before facing Zack. What's on your mind? Zack, keeping his eyes riveted on Jackson, we are thinking all this new fighting we are learning is all in animal form. What happens if we can't turn into animals? Jackson frowned. What do you mean? I mean, what if other people are watching and you don't want them to know you can transform? So you can't turn into an animal, Zack explained. What if you're in the streets of a city? Cluxy nodded. We need to be able to fight with our human bodies, but use our animal strength. He looked from Katie to Jackson. You know, urban fighting. Katie knitted her brows together. It never occurred to me that may ever happen. Jackson's frown deepened. You don't think it's a good idea? Zack inserted his voice sounding angry. Actually, I think it's a great idea, Jackson said. I just wish it came up before now. He nodded thoughtfully. The ones who are behind this, I can pretty much guarantee they're not in some backwoodsman. I bet they live in a city somewhere. It'll only mean at some point we will be forced to take the fight into the cities. Zack nodded, his face widening into a grin. Exactly. That's my point. He cautiously looked around the room, leaning towards Jackson. The ones who are pushing the buttons, you know the boss, the big boss man. He's not in a little town, but some bad dude in Chicago or New York. I agree, Jackson said softly. I'll talk to my dad. He'll have some ideas on how to proceed. Zack nodded. You are all right. I knew I could tell you and you could fix it. You don't smell evil like the others. Jackson frowned, his eyes turning into slits. You will watch your mouth in my presence. His voice, a deadly quiet. I know the Seekers have been nothing but helpful towards you and Cluxy. I suggest you do the same. Zack eyed Jackson warily. Before giving him a curt nod, getting up, he left the table, with Cluxy following close behind. Katie could feel the tension emanating from Jackson. Trying to change the subject, she asked the first thing that entered her mind. Speaking of seekers, where are they this morning? Jackson sighed, pushed his tray away from him. They're all out gathering up the new recruits. Katie paused, unsure of what she just heard. I know there are new pure hearts coming in. I don't. She stopped as a grin suddenly split across Jackson's face. You really don't know, do you? He was shaking his head. Katie, everyone heard you rip into those pure hearts yesterday. You blended the pure heart and seeker frequency together in your mind. He chuckled. I wanted to go into your mind and actually see those pure hearts cowering beneath you. You were so intensely loud. I didn't think my mind could handle it. Katie felt her face heat up as her embarrassment grew. That loud, huh? Jackson chuckled some more. I was sitting here when you made them apologize to the blacks. Everyone heard you then, too. 
If we have to relieve our baser animal instincts, Jackson mimicked, I will do it in the woods like the animal I am. He shook his head. The room roared with laughter. Jackson was laughing now. Everyone was saying, that's our Katie. Katie couldn't help grinning. That still doesn't explain why the room is empty today. Jackson stopped laughing, his grin still evident. All the seekers heard you last night, Katie. I don't exactly know how you did it, but pure hearts and seekers can now hear each other in their thoughts. Some of the people calling out, giving directions, and offering help were seekers. There were seekers asking questions and pure hearts answering them. Regardless of what David Black's feelings are on the subject, we are all networking closer together. Seekers are coming too? Jackson nodded. They are abandoning their posts all along the Smoky Mountains. They are coming here to find hope out of the situation they are in. The seekers here are going out and finding them, making sure they get here safely. Our numbers are increasing, Katie said softly to herself. Yes, Katie, our numbers are dramatically increasing. I just hope it's enough. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.